listen to my words. After Mass a little ways back, there was a gentleman who was at Mass here, wasn't wearing a mask, and so I said to him, I said, I would like you to wear a mask while you were here at the Newman Center. And then I continued, and the reason is, and he interrupted me and said, Father, you don't have to give me a reason. I'll do what you ask. Now, I, I personally feel that leaders need to be able to articulate the reasons for their decisions. But his decision was very simple. Do I listen and obey the authority of someone in a position of authority? What if it is not a good authority? Moses explains today God's words, that God puts a lawful authority over us we are to listen to them. He goes on to say, though, if this person presumes to speak something that's not from God, then this person will be held accountable. But you and I are accountable for whether we respected and listened to the authority over us. Do you hear the distinction? So they're responsible for what they dictate and say, but I'm responsible for whether I'm obedient to that or not. Okay, well, let's go on. Well, what if, what, if, what if they ask us to do something that's wrong? What if they ask us to do something that's e even evil? On Friday, we, uh, my, some students and I, we were participating in the March for Life, which was held virtually. Normally, it's hundreds of thousands of young people um, walking in Washington, D.C. in gratitude for life and promoting and advocating for a change in laws to respect life. It's one of the most positive, I, I went one time years ago, it's one of the most positive experiences I've had in my life. Hundreds of thousands of people grateful for, pe to being, for being alive, celebrating that, it's beautiful. So, but this was, we were watching some videos here, and this man shared a story about a woman. He said, this woman felt called by God after already having four children to have a fifth. And she felt like God was saying, I have a special plan for this, this boy. So she ended up becoming pregnant and she went to the doctor and the doctor immediately said, there's a problem. There's a problem with the baby, we need to abort. And then she went to another doctor and the other doctor said the same thing. All the doctors are like, you have major problems, you need to abort. And this woman's like, well, first of all, I'm not gonna do that. But second of all, I feel like God God knows where I'm at. God wanted me to get pregnant, so I trust in God. And so she ended up delivering this, this son, and the doctor um, said, this baby has many problems. However, in 35 years of doing this, this is the greatest miracle I've seen because not only were there major problems, but the placenta was not even attached. And so I don't know how this baby received nourishment while he was in the womb. But this woman listened. We're supposed to listen to our doctors. But we are not to listen and be obedient to people who are asking us to do something sinful. Nobody can make us do something sinful. That we actually listen to the authority of God over any person that would have us do something evil. And so this baby grew up 
to end up winning the Heisman Trophy and a national championship in college football, it was Tim Tebow, the one that was giving the talk. It was his story and his mother. In the gospel today, Jesus enters the synagogue and people are astonished because this, here's Jesus teaching with authority. He's not just talking about, here's the law of God. He's saying, let me tell you, <laughs> here's the law of God. And so this man with an unclean spirit comes in. He recognizes Jesus, who he is, his authority. And Jesus silences the evil spirit and casts it out. So it's interesting. Here's all these people listening to Jesus. But even the evil spirits recognize and submit to the authority of God. Yet, God creates you and I with freedom. The evil spirits have to obey God. But you and I have a choice. We don't have to. We can do whatever we want. I mean, we, there's consequences, both natural and spiritual for that. But God gives us freedom. And, and when I think about it, though, so if God, if Jesus' whole mission is to cast out evil, to, to actually squash evil, including evil in my life and sin. God wants to root out sin. God wants to hold nothing back for my good. And why would I not want to submit to his authority? That, that if he's the one who has the power to save me, I want to place myself in his hands. I want to listen to his words. I want to submit to his authority. Because at the end of time, God is going to, he's going to draw all things to himself and make his will like he's gonna all things will be worked for good I, that's what he's gonna do but but sometimes even in my personal life but also in our world it feels hard to believe that jesus still has authority and he's working all things for good when we were doing our TikTok live this week uh, some of the questions we're about, they're like, Father, what do we think about President Biden, how he's Catholic, and like his abortion stances? And, and the reason they were saying that was because on, on Thursday, President Biden reversed the Mexico City policy. So now our federal tax dollars can be used to pay for abortions around the world. And so you and I as Catholics are like, I don't like that. But I don't really have a choice. Um, I still have to pay taxes, as, as much fun as it would be not to pay taxes, you know, but, but I don't have to like what they're doing. And so I, in, in my conscience, I have a responsibility to voice my concern, to express that with my actions, my vote, all that kind of stuff. But, but, but what he does, just a side note, I have to pay taxes, I don't have a choice what happens with them necessarily. And so it's remote material cooperation, so I'm not responsible. But what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to just roll over and submit and take it? Am I supposed to submit to every authority over me even when they're doing evil things? No. Again, I'm responsible for expressing my opinion, for advocating in healthy, lawful ways. Yet I think the bigger question comes to us is, do I still trust that God's in charge? Do I still believe that God has power and authority 
to work all things for good, even when so many things and people don't seem to be cooperating with him? Can I choose to still listen and be obedient to him, to submit myself to his words and his power? Because his words still have power. Will I let his words have power in my life? And I think this is where St. Paul says today in our second reading, have no anxiety. Easier said than done, right? No, but have no anxiety. That to, to submit ourselves to the things of God over the things and concerns of the world, knowing that God has power in my life, that God is with me today, and God will be with me tomorrow, that's a reason I can live free from anxiety. That he's working all things for good, even when it feels like all these things are going against his will. I want to close with a story from our speaker this past week at Newman Night. He, he spoke, he shared a, a, the gospel story of the woman caught in adultery, John chapter 8. And so here's this story. We, I think we all know this story, but Jesus is teaching. So he's teaching all these people. And then in the midst of this crowd, here comes the scribes and the Pharisees, and they drag this woman caught in the very act of adultery. And they say to her, you know, Moses commanded that um, she was caught in, the, in adultery, that she should be stoned. But what do you say? So the, the word of the law says this. What do you say, Jesus? And Jesus bends down and begins to write on the ground. And they're all like standing there waiting. Why would Jesus bend down and write? Why would he, why would he get low? Well, you can imagine that this woman who feels humiliated and ashamed, caught, exposed in her sin, is standing there. She's probably not looking up. She's, she's looking down. And so Jesus bends down to perhaps get her attention, to perhaps catch her eye, to let her know how he feels about her. Then Jesus stands up and he looks at the men around him and he says, let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. He then bends down and continues to write on the ground. Perhaps for a second time to get her attention. To let her know that he sees her. And he loves her. He stands back up and everyone else is gone. It's just her and him. And he says, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She says, no one, sir. And Jesus speaks these powerful words, neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, do not sin anymore. The Jesus, who has all the authority in heaven and earth, does not condemn this woman. He forgives her. And when Jesus asks her, has no one condemned you? He's including himself and even her. That what she's invited to do is to trust the words of Jesus. The words of forgiveness and compassion. Because sometimes I think we allow the words of our own self-condemnation 
we beat ourselves up for all sorts of reasons when God himself does not do that. That God speaks a word of forgiveness. God responds with compassion. That like in our gospel today, God's whole business is to cast out evil. And accusations come from the accuser, the evil one. But to remind us of our truth and goodness, that he made us for happiness. That her invitation, and yours and my invitation, is to trust more in God's words, to listen to his words more than I even listen to my own words. To listen to his word in scripture, to listen to the voice of his body on earth, the church, more than all these other voices, is to submit ourselves to his power, his goodness, he who is working all things for our good, to trust that he's working through my own brokenness in this broken world, that, that even this man who is afflicted with an evil spirit, God allowed that. Just like God allows evil to still exist in my life. But do I trust that in his perfect plan, in his perfect timing, that his promises, his words he's spoken to me, that he's working for my good and my salvation? That we want this week those words to be the loudest, the most powerful, the ones we listen to in our lives.